All right, big ups. Good to see you. Good to be. It's Dilly Dave, a.k.a. the Milky Bar Kid, back at it for another episode <laughs> of Grounded with Dilly Dave. Today, we have some of the beloved uh, hip-hop enthusiasts slash MCs out of Melbourne. We've got Black Shades and Arrogance, Mike D. Renegade and Kidotic. Yo, Kidotic. yo, yo, yo. How we doing, everyone? Hey, thanks for having us. Dilly Dave, my boy. Thanks for joining us today. This is very <laughs> awesome. Before we get really into it, truly grounded, a great way to, to get there is to acknowledge the sacred ground that we're on. So I'd just like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, combination of the Boon and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. So I'd just like to pay respects to elders past, present, and emerging acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded, no treaties signed, and yeah, pay respects and have gratitude for us being able to record and share stories on this space. How does that sound? 100%. Cool. So, Grounded. What is Grounded? Grounded is where I talk to some of my favorite artists in the scene and kind of try and figure out how you guys are staying on the path, on track. So, for those who don't know Black Shades and Arrogance... They are, it's compiled of these two gentlemen and uh, essentially, you know, they are, they're, they're high rapid fire, you know, they're high tech and they've got a lot of respect in the scene. They've been doing it for quite some time. And uh, yeah, I ran into the guys again at the Legends gig at Leadbeater and that just felt like a very natural connection for us to have a chat again. So thanks again for coming on. How are we feeling on this wonderful eve? Well, thanks for having us. And yeah, we did actually, um, yeah, catch up with the lead beater. And that was an awesome night. The Legends night was just surreal. Really, right. really cool to, to see everyone just come down and support. And it really was a Legends lineup for sure. And yeah. um, man, can these people perform? You know what I mean? Like it was just hey. such a vibe. Really, really cool. And blessed to be a part of it. Just to be a part of the audience and just, just yeah. witness it. Super cool. And not just as artists, but just as fans. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, so cheers to the legends. Cheers to Brick Lane Brewery kind of letting us uh, utilize their spot. Yep. Cheers. cheers. Oh, I'm a reacher. Hey. Yeah, Porsche. Big ass Porsche. We've got Porsche Ooh. and Atlas on the ones and twos, just fucking holding it down again, part of the production crew. That's it's a good That's, that's a love. good beer. That's a good beer. Yeah, I'm telling clean. you, that pale ale. Mm. Damn. Brick Lane. Sorry, that's delicious, dude. <laughs> yeah we're, we're lucky we're lucky we get to uh sample these every week now so it looks like this is going to be the new spot i can't even believe it um but atlas just has connects through the wazoo and continues to <laughs> flaunt them at us and uh, i guess we appreciate that because we can uh, make the most of it well and what a blessing it is to be a part of it hey it's, it's super cool super super cool it's such a vibe here and you know what whether you invite us or not, we're going to come back. I don't care. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's on good terms, you know. <laughs> cool. Um, what have you guys been up to uh, recently, like leading up to the Legends gig? Because uh, it's been a little while since you guys popped out a single. Was it April 2013? Yeah, something like that. I think that should have been Let Me See Ya. Let Me See Ya, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was earlier this year. Let Me See Ya was our latest single. Yeah. Um, look. We've, we've been on a bit of a hiatus and yes. I think that's mostly due to myself. So right. I actually went back to university to study. Um, study yeah, cap. Just, just a bit of, you know, COVID things just brewing and, you know, yeah. you got to be about your bread. So I needed to True. really increase my earning capacity so I could devote more to 
um, the music and all that kind of stuff and just do life as well. So right. it's a bit of balance. And yeah, look, the COVID hit wasn't great. Um, depending on what was that? Um, job seeker. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff and yeah. the government uh, payments and all that kind of stuff. Not a lot that I could really um, devote to, yeah, the music. And I wanted to make right. sure that I always had enough to be able to do the things that we wanted to do. Cause especially when you're funding, uh, the projects yourself, it, it can get a bit dicey, especially when you're trying to make ends meet and all that kind of stuff. I know Chris is uh, really very shortly going to... Yeah, span really the fam. Span the fam. Yeah, but I'm getting um getting married in a few away. months' time. And Congrats. Yeah, let's Thank go. You. Thank you. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <time> <laughs> <enough>. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, one thing that people seem to... Not, I guess not forget, but, like, people just don't realise as well as, like, people, like, artists that are... Um, trying their best to make this like a full-time thing and yeah um up and coming so to speak like we've all got jobs like to fund all this stuff we don't do yes. this full-time like as of yet yeah. you yeah. know what i mean so when we say we've been on a bit of a hiatus to like say like mike was saying to do university or for me to work or get married or whatever it's yeah. just life like life goes on right. but in saying that the love for it is still there the love for the music is still there right and we released let me see it back in april and that was awesome that had a really good uh uh, response or reception, yeah. reception. Yeah. and we were very blessed with that and we put we've been lucky enough to perform it a couple of times since we released it yeah. and um it's funny like it's it's funny like it's like uh, it's like a drug almost like when you release a song and you get a good reception it's like i want to do this again oh. I, you know what i mean and from now since april like it's been a long time but the hunger hasn't quit you know what i mean so mm. yeah we're super keen to get get things rolling again yeah, for sure, sure. Yeah, because uh, you know, after taking a little bit of time off, um, it can be very hard to get back into it. You know, Definitely. in many different ways. You know, whether that's the energy, whether that's the time, whether that's the resources, yeah. whether that's like somebody wanting you to put you on a lineup or a bill yeah. or whatever, right? True. Yeah, definitely. So, um, it, I think you've both raised really cool points. Like, you, there's so much. If you want to do this properly, you have to back yourself in many different ways, especially financially, and you have to always think like bigger picture. How does this fit into the bigger, bigger picture over and over again? So I think that um, whether it comes to, you know, figuring out different lines of work or, you know, upgrading your skill set, your knowledge base or your credentials or whatever it is, you really can't stop doing any of that kind of stuff because if you want to do it properly, you have to properly invest in it. And I think a lot of people believe that they can get away with just putting stuff up without any kind of resource moving it or any kind of investment, you know, because think about it, just to make a single or a track, you know, if you want to do it properly and if you want to pay the people that you work with properly, you know, we're looking at like, what, about $1,000 really to do it properly if you want to get it out there, you know? Yeah, it's funny because people, yeah, like when you release a song, it's not just like releasing a song. There is so much you got to put down like in mm. terms of you buy you know you you buy the beat or you you work with a producer to the album of a album cover art yeah to to just everything distribution and then if you want to do like um you know like a launch night it, everything just right. adds, adds up and there's nothing wrong with upskilling at the end of the day you know what i mean like for no. sure you know what i mean like if it's and i think that's what it is like if you want to do this it's it's all about the long run you know mm. yes you want to put up music and if it was up to me yeah i put up a song every week but it's one it's not feasible yeah, 
and yeah. two, like it's not what's in the in the long run in the big picture. You know what I mean? So yeah, totally. Totally. I was gonna say, truth be told, it was us actually investing money into. Uh, some beats about six years ago that actually tipped us over the edge and we, we'd been getting together, just having meetings, planning and yeah, not really going anywhere. And so you paid once. for the catalogue a while back? Is that what you're saying? You paid for a lot, like um, a, like a for collection a, of beats yeah, a while a big, back? For a big chunk of the stuff that we released earlier back between 2017 and up to about 2019-20 was, right. yeah, we, we sourced that out around 2017 before October. And October, I want to say 4th, was when we first released uh, Let Freedom Ring. And yeah, we, we needed that to kind of... That investment, that initial investment was what made us go, okay, now we're actually putting something up and we're going to follow through with it. Because before, right. when there was no money on the table, it was just an idea. Yeah, yeah. It's an idea and it's um, yeah. there's no clear path or way forward, you know? So... Um, yeah, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's very interesting because you could, you could record and release a track every week and put it up on SoundCloud, but it might not give you, it might not bear any fruit, Mm. right? Like it might not really give you anything back, but people who strategize and it's, it's harder to strategize and look further into the future when you're younger, because that's just not where the mindset's at. But if you are able to do that, that means that you're actually giving your pers- yourself permission to do it for longer, to mm-hmm. like do it for years instead of being like, you know what, we tried it for a year or so, you know, we had a bit of fun and that's maybe all it is. Yeah, definitely. You know, when it comes to the Black Shades and Arrogance vision and like what you guys represent, what you guys think you bring to the table, what is like, what is the vision statement for, for Black Shades and Arrogance? What are you guys trying to do and why? That's a great question. That's an excellent question. It's funny. I never One even of thought of that. Questions I've ever been asked. <laughs> well, if you need a pad and pen, we can probably like flesh no, it out no, now. No, no, no. Okay, I'm kidding. No, that's okay. I, I can't write. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's bars. <laughs> I actually don't have my pen license, got, so. <laughs> you got, got grey lead? Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. I think our vision statement. So what is Black Shades and Arrogance? Look, I mean, we've always sort of pinpointed it down to we, wanted, we want to give people bear witness to something that they've never seen before, uh-huh. something that they've never heard before, something that's coming out of Melbourne City that that they never thought existed. Right. It's something that's pushing the boundaries. We want to be able to rhyme a word you never thought you'd ever rhyme. You know, like people say, like, right. oh, you can't rhyme orange. Mm-hmm. It's like, bullshit you can rhyme orange with like 20 other words am i gonna right. am i gonna give you examples no no relax <laughs> no you don't want to share those you don't want to share those stretches they're very valuable but i think um it's all about just pushing your limits i think okay. i think that's what black shades and arrogance is I, and i do genuinely think that's why mike and i complement each other so well because we have this hunger to prove people wrong and you know we are we are young guys but we're not as young as some of the people in in the scene now like i'm 30 yeah. and how old are you 40 yeah, 30. <laughs> Wait, are you guys lying about being 30? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're both 30 now, and like, yeah. we're young. Are but you guys legit- legitimately both 30? We're, we're both 30, yeah. This year, we're yeah. both 92. Well, how old are you? 32. You're 32. Oh, shit. How crazy is that? Man, you're old. <laughs> I know. I, just, I thought you guys were older than me. How old, yeah, are, really? how old are you? Oh. Porsche. Oh, okay. hey, we're all we're all in the we're all good. Okay, cool, we're cool. we're around at twenty nine. We're, we're all doing good. We're an average twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've put us down a bit. That's good. No, that's good. No, 
we, you know, there, there are people that are starting to come up that are, you know, obviously younger and stuff. Yeah. And big ups to them, you know what I mean? Like, it's really cool. I think the Melbourne scene is just popping off right now. Oh, um, absolutely. You yeah. know, so I like to think to myself, like, you know, we're becoming sort of like the old heads in a, in a sense, right? right? But we want to show these young cats that we can we can really do yeah. something special here and we can, you know what I mean? Like, that's sort mm. of our thing, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Mike? I was going to say, age really is just a number because I think Chris actually... He DM'd me off the Black Shades account this reel of, I don't know if you know the artist Jelly Roll. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so, no. He, he had just won an award and he was going on about it because he, he's, he's not young himself. He's, he's up there. Is he, is he near 40 or he's, something he's, like that? He's, um, I think he's like yeah early 40s now, I think, or right. something like that. And yeah, he just off the cuff just made this huge speech when he won the award and just said, look, it's never too late. You just keep going. You keep on your path. Stay on your purpose. And the good things will come to you. So, look, age is mm. near irrelevant in this game, man. Like, it's yeah. what you bring to the table. It's the skill. It's how much time you've actually invested into your craft is what pays off. That's where that's where it is. I think that's a good point because, you know, last episode we had Mishap on and, you know, she's been at the game for 10 years. And I think that you need... You know, that kind of time reference, time frame reference to be like, because I think only a few years ago, she kind of moved away from one style or one way and then committed to a new, you know, like whether it was specifically turntables or beat juggling or whatever mm-hmm. it is, like this whole new way and felt like it was a, a rebirth of the thing. And that only happened like, you know, eight or so years into the thing. I think the same thing happens with... um with rappers, I remember talking with uh, with Florin. He's talking mm-hmm. about like rappers shedding their identities over over time because I mean, once you write and do so much exploration into yourself and what you represent, what you thought, think, and feel, then yeah, I mean that if you do that for long enough, there's going to be changes in what that is, right? There has to be changes in inev- inevitable. Without being uh, cliche, like that's the only way you can grow and. Mm-hmm adapt and all that kind of thing like you need it otherwise you keep staying stagnant we're going to just be a little timestamp in melbourne's hip-hop and australian hip-hop and i don't know like you always have people that go back to the old stuff and that kind of thing but you also need to evolve with the times otherwise it just becomes outdated you know ideas have to keep uh moving with the times as well yeah, that kind of stuff. Also, before you go, my man, no, DJ Mishab killed it on the set. Man. Huge, hey? oh, dude, ever, man. I was blown away. Hey, I yeah. was absolutely. And she got that skills, was, man. Yeah, real. <laughs> legit, man. Big ups to her. Like, I think because she's from interstate as well. I think, Perth. right? She's but now Perth. Melbourne, Melbourne's newest, coolest resident. Holy oh, yeah, well, no, for sure. Yeah. Bet, like, no, nah, she's super yeah. cool. And we met her at the Legends Night, and would love to do something with her in the future hey, for sure. Like, there it she, is. I've got a lot of yeah. I've got a lot of respect. <laughs> I've got a lot of respect for her. I think she's really cool. Uh, she's bringing something special. I'm just piggybacking off what Mike was saying. Mm. I think, you know, it's a journey at the end of the day, you know, no matter how long you've been in, in the game for, right? And I think it's important to re-image and, and ad- you know, like Mike was saying, adapt and, um, and you know, find new ways to stay, I guess, relevant, but like be true to what you're talking about, like what your, what your, mm. uh, what your, uh, your purpose is, you know what I mean? And like, mm. I think that's important, you know what I mean? Like, so uh, I think, yeah, you have to adapt in this game, especially mm. for sure. But as long as you know that you're doing what you're doing and you're happy doing what you're doing, it's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, I feel like it sounds like part of what Black Shades and Arrogance's uh, vision is, is to uh, be that exemplar of, um, of like high tech, high skill, like, Mm. You know, I think the way the, 
that you guys write and deliver is uh, it's very technical and very impressive. It's very, you know, it's like multis and internals, like back to back to back. And it's not in any way, shape or form lazy writing. It's really trying to scratch deep past the surface of what you can write about. Thank you, my man. Yeah. Thank I you really very much, man. That. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's super cool. Thank you. Yeah. And um, no, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's exactly what we're, what we're trying to bring to the table. Um, it's funny, you know, Mike and I, we're like, we're a partnership in this whole thing, but sometimes it's like we're in a bit of a competition with each other, um, which is a good thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like I hate the guy's guts. I do. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> it's all about like what he brings to it, what I bring to mm. it. And it's like a healthy competition. And I think that's what yeah. makes us better. It's, it's what... Um, it's what really helps us be the best version of ourselves because yes, right. we're, we're an entity um, in this together, but we're also our own people. You know what I mean? And, uh, right. and he, he, uh, he's an artist that's different to my artist. You know what I mean? Like, and, mm. and that's okay. But together as black shades and arrogance, we, we really try to, to do something special together. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that's, uh, I actually do hate his guts though. <laughs> that's, 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 we can real. see it in the eyes. Um, dude, I swear to God, anytime we're in the studio, he'll go in, he's in there for like 10 minutes. He lays out his verse back to back. It's done. It's Shit. said, it's impeccable every single time he, thank he you, my man. Down. Hey. And then I go in there, I'm stumbling. I got my phone out. I'm like, oh, okay, give me one second. I'm like, I'll rewrite some stuff. Yeah, let me rewrite a couple there. bars. There's, there's a lot of stuff that happens on the spot. Whereas Chris, Chris is. He's always polished when he gets into the studio. Mm. And that's what I really, really respect about Chris's um, process. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, yeah, just comes in and he, and he knows exactly what he wants to do. And it's all mapped out in his head and he gets it done. Whereas yeah. I'm a bit more, yeah, fluid with it. And a lot of the time, the fluid's overflowing in the, in the cup. And I need to kind of get the waters to settle yeah. before I can actually be happy with what I'm trying to put down. It's one thing to allow the feeling to lead the yeah. to the delivery and everything, mm. but then sometimes you do need it just so embedded in the mind that it's not even not even a question about what's coming out yeah. of your of your mouth in the booth. Yeah. Chris is so comfortable in his style; he's he's got it on lock, man. It's it's amazing. Well, what do you attribute that to? Well, what's what's uh, happening there? Well, I was just going to say, like, first of all, it's about time you you realize that because I'm damn good at what I do. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the thing... Hey, Shut no, your eyes up. Hey, no, I really appreciate that. Thank you no, very much, course, man. man. Thank you. No, I mean that. No, I think with Mike, I think with Mike, like, and I, we hear it all the time, like, genuinely, like, so many people say, like, hey, like, Chris, you got the flow, but Mike, he he rhymes crazy. Like, he's got that technical mm. ability to go back to back to back to back and like, but properly, <laughs> right. but proper fluent. It isn't just, yeah. like, shoving words in there for the sake of shoving words. Like, there's a way that Mike... Um, Mike's style of hip hop it, it blows me away a lot of the time because we'll go into the studio and I'll lay down my verse and yeah like I might do a couple of takes or whatever and Mike Mike's really hard on himself because like you know he's really trying to get this rhyme scheme going and what I love about Mike is he's so persistent he won't give up until he gets it mm. and as soon as it's funny like as soon as you get it you just get it every time after that. Something you don't. You don't. Switches. Right. You, yeah, it's like something switches, and you don't mess up after. It's like once you get it down pat that one time, yeah. you're good, and you could perform it a thousand times over perfectly, right? And that's awesome, you know. And you, I think what I like about it is, yeah, you don't you don't sort of give up on it. It's like you know what you need to do, yeah. and it's like cool if if that's the process, cool. And that's what it's been ever since 2017, ever since we started doing Black Shades. So yeah. 
no, it's crazy. Like we we both push each other. Like that's yeah. that's the whole point that the partnership actually works so well is that um, whilst we complement each other, the competition is also a driving force. And yeah, that's amazing to see. Like I'll be listening to Chris's stuff because I'll always. All right, don't. <laughs> this isn't obnoxious of me, but a lot of my songs came up number one in my Spotify Wrapped. It was awesome Dude. to see. Because that's, that's how I practice for shows and all that yeah. kind of thing. Like, it's the only way to rehearse. Nice. Like, You've you got to steal that time back when you're working. Totally. Um, and all that kind of thing. Uh, on the way to the gym, it hypes me up. And all yeah, that kind of yeah. Thing. So, yeah, I'll listen to Chris's stuff and I'll still get, like, little lines just come and punch me in the face. And it's like, I had no idea that's what he was actually trying to say. Is, is, right. is that what he means? And I'll go, hey. All these different you, layers you of meaning this. Is that what you were going for? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, shit, I missed that. It went <laughs> over my head. Like, Chris is sneaky like that. Good writing, right? Yeah, like incredible writing. Shit, I, even, I find that sometimes, you know, listen to stuff two or three years later. I'm like, I didn't mean it that way, but it could be taken a number of different ways, the layering behind yeah. it. That's not what I meant now, but that's actually what I feel like and I mean. That's the beauty of language. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, incredible. Um, so give us just a little bit of like for those who don't know the origin of Black Shades and Arrogance and both your individual like names and stuff, like give us a, a cool picture of it, how it came together, how you two came together and, and started on this cool path. Yeah. Do you want to? No, you do it. You, you do it. You do it. You, you do it. You, you do it. Bloody couple gentlemen here. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you make it up, all right. Um, cool. So I think I really started listening to rap and hip hop and really getting into um, the technical aspects and kind of forming my own ideas around how I could uh, do the same thing and write and rap and deliver yeah. and all that kind of thing. Started around maybe high school, so year seven or eight. I okay. think I was listening to a lot of the the usuals like your M&Ms, your Biggies, um, your 50 Cents, yeah. all that kind of thing. I feel... My, my hip-hop um, repertoire and just kind of catalog that I listened to is was, was mostly mainstream. But then there was a point in time where I was approached by these two guys in, I think we were in Knox, and they were handing out flyers for a Tech 9 concert. Huge. I'd never heard of Tech 9 before. Hey. And they were like, oh, you listen to rap? I had this bandana hanging out of the back of my jeans, man. <laughs> I was in year 10. I wasn't cool, That's pretty man. daring, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they hand me this flyer. I'm already like deep into, into Eminem, like just yeah. his whole catalog. Yeah. It was up here. And then to be handed this other artist to kind of compliment two of the biggest names in each of their fields because Eminem was dominating the mainstream yeah. game and tech was really starting to conquer the underground. Yeah, and having these, like getting the respect from the real yeah, heads and exactly. then kind of like paving this way for some real cool technical patterns and ways of writing. Yeah, definitely. As well. And the way he was pitched to me was, oh, he's like Buster Rhymes. And I think that was around the same time that uh, Look At Me Now was starting to get popular or maybe yeah. it was the year after. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll give this a go. Yeah. Absolutely blew my mind. The first album I heard of his was Psychology 101 and just insane. And I think those are the two biggest artists that I take a lot of inspiration from. And then... Going through the end of high school into university and all that kind of thing, I'd write stuff, I'd listen to things, I'd get ideas, but nothing was actually being done about it. It was all just right. pen to pad. Scribbles of ideas, uh, yeah, odds nothing, and ends. Nothing was being yeah, really put into the world and into the universe. So, yeah, yeah I, think, I think it was around maybe my second or third year in university where I met Chris through Friends of Friends. Um, we yeah. would go into these Italian society um, events. I'm not Italian. 
Obviously. It's where all the rappers meet, obviously. I mean, yeah, 100%. <laughs> obviously. And, <laughs> and Chris is going, oh, his fiance is Italian. Yeah. So that's where the connection came that's from. That's where I come in. <laughs> yeah. And then, I don't know, just, just through sheer luck, we're, we're both partying. We're just enjoying a good time. Like yeah. Half price drinks and all that kind of thing. Man, he starts freestyling and I'm like, oh, shit. This guy. What are you? What are you, what, are you, what are you? What are you doing? Because I because I know this song and and your mouth's aren't saying the words that's coming yeah. out. You understand the words are coming out. That's that was the exact moment that I had. Ooh. So then yeah, we figured out that we both rap and all that kind of stuff. And then that's where we started thinking about it a bit more seriously and going, okay, you know what? Maybe we could do something. Maybe we could. And it took us a couple of years before we actually really did the thing where we put down some money and actually bought yeah um, some instrumentals to actually. Yeah. Did you guys ever? Um, did you guys ever hit like open mics together or do anything nah, before, never, like never. individually, Look, or it was just like you entered the scene together? Shout out to Deets. Yeah, we entered he, it together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we entered together. Oh, <laughs> hey, why'd you, damn. Why'd now you we're say talking that? deep. <laughs> oh, damn, this is why I don't say much. <laughs> nah, my, uh, my man Deets. To my fiance. Uh, my man. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Yo, shout out to Deets. Uh, hey. I can't give this guy more love than I can possibly give him right now but mm. he actually gave us our first shot um get on down the stage yeah it was a uh, the people's choice volume people's one choice. horse bizarre was it yeah it was horse bizarre yeah wow there it is little street no little on street was it little onzo little onzo little onzo yeah it's closed anyway it doesn't matter we're not offending them are we true are we no we're trying to pay homage though yeah, no, that's disrespect. I thought it was. You disrespect. I thought it was homage. That's no, disrespect. I'm paying, I'm, we can pay whatever we want. I guess. <laughs> Look, I'm Be paying respect yeah. to Deeds for putting us on our first show. Hey, and shout out to Deeds. Yeah, he uh, he got us our taste of being on stage and actually performing. And interesting. Insane reception. So how did you guys become the people's choice without even getting on a stage in the first hand? I think um, at the time, like, you know, like Mike was saying, we had put down some money. We had bought, uh, you know, we had bought some beats. We'd wrote a... Uh, wrote a couple songs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and we recorded them, and we were, we were filling ourselves with it. Like it was really cool. And then I made us an Instagram with you know the Black Shades and Arrogance account. Yeah, and it was very fresh at the time, very very fresh. And I was just sort of thinking to myself, like you know, because I, I was very new to Instagram, like I didn't really know how it worked in a sense. And I was just sort of like, look, you know, how can I reach some people that aren't just friends and family liking our page with no posts on it, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I just I think I just typed in like hip hop Melbourne or something in the search bar, and the first well one of the first things that came up was the people uh, you know it was it was the get down events and it was saying oh we're we're doing this people choice um, event how it works is people just you know tag who they would like to see yeah and I kind of I kind of said to Mike I was just like I, I think I called you and I was like what do you think I think I just like tell everyone to just tag us and see what happens and because I have no idea how else to get gigs right like, that was just sort of like and Mike just said, yeah, do it. So I think between him and I, we just like hit up everyone was like, hey, it'd be really cool if you just like tag Black Shades and Arrogance in this one post. It'd be really cool. Yeah. And they did it. It, it was just a lot of po- like a lot of people just like w- it was awesome, like gave us a lot of support and just said, well, hey, you should check these guys out. Check these guys out. And we had like barely any music out and stuff, but it was really cool. And Deets, God bless him, like just hit us up and say, hey, you got a really good response. Um haven't heard of you guys before sort yeah. of thing. You know, you guys knew and we said yes. And he just said, love to love to meet you guys and just see how it all, you know, see what you're thinking and all that. And Sick. 
and it was awesome. And he gave us a spot. I think we were third on uh, on a twelve person yeah, lineup, if I remember. It was no lineup. Obviously, they're big lineups. God, but who was, else? God, Stasi was there. Stasi. Stasi. No Stasi shit. Stasi was Stasi there. was there. Stasi's Fungo. Fungo so was there. Fungo was there. Uh, Fungo was um, Yeah. Goodness, who else was there? Was, was Molly there at the end? No, I don't think we. Um, Remedy? Wasp, Wasp was hosting. Oh, yeah, Wasp yeah. MC. Wasp MC was hosting. Was uh, Remedy on? And Dopey was there. No, uh, Medusa. Medusa. Oh, Medusa. Medusa was on there. Yeah, she Mel. was there. Dude, I was, I'm yeah. still like kind of friends. Like, we were great friends for a couple of years. She's in Queensland now. But yeah, oh, she's she? okay. We actually had, um, we had one gig as uh, as a duo together. Wow, uh, Like okay. three or four years ago. Oh, and we okay. did, yeah, one gig and we had like three songs. I forget what we even called ourselves, but... Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. What I'm a small sure world, there right? Were Twelve of us on that lineup. There were big lineups. It was a yeah. big lineup. I think it was like twenty minute sets or yeah. something. Yeah, 15, 20 minute sets or something. Sick. And we performed what five five songs? I think it yeah. was. Yeah. And it was just the best. Like hey. we had all our friends and family come and see us and. Horse Bazaar is a small little venue, you know what I mean? Like, small but long, correct? And it's yeah. just well set up for, for oh, that for kind sure. of gig, yeah. for sure. And it was I, I almost did, like I almost did. <laughs> yeah, you were about to say something. You were about to say something. <laughs> Don't small do but this. long, small <laughs> but long. <laughs> but it was. I remember when we first walked in there for sound check, and it was just like, oh my god, this is happening. Like this right. is this is our first taste of it. As yeah, um, because we before Black Shades, we had never performed before. Right. So this was like our first. Um, taste of it and it was awesome yeah, and I yeah. think we just got hooked on from there did it kind of like was the uh, was the reality something that met your expectations or you had no expectations or you just completely blown away through the whole experience look me personally and I'm sure you'll agree but it just blew me out of the water because hey. I wasn't expecting um, the the response that we got yeah. not just from the friends and family but we met so many people that night saying hey you guys are great or or mm. you know, love to see you guys again, and it was opened just, up a lot of doors. It was just so yeah. positive, and it was really, really nice. And like, it was kind of crazy because um, for the people that don't really um, get involved in the in the hip hop scene in Melbourne or wherever, like yeah. they probably think it's like all gritty and everyone's mean, and but everyone is so nice, Dude. and everyone just wants to see everyone succeed, and it's so cool. Definitely. And, and I remember sitting there going, like, saying to Mike, like, "All right, man, if someone fights you, I'll fight them. Like, I got you. <laughs> I got you." You know, but it, was ne- it wasn't the case. You know what I mean? And it just, hey. yeah, it opened up so many doors. And um, God bless Deeds, man. Like, I, I can't talk high- more highly mm. about the guy, genuinely. Really, really cool guy. What was the experience for you like, Mike? Insane. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was just having a flashback of it. <laughs> hey, if you um, want to sit t- in that flashback t- for t- a little t- moment. T- yeah, 100%. Today, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, all I can remember is... Like, I was super nervous, man. As a first-time performer for anything vocally. Right. Yeah, terrifying. Totally. But, and especially, this is a message for anyone who's been thinking about it or wants to start performing or anything like that. The second I stood on stage, all my fears went out the door. It was almost like I was on autopilot. It was almost like an out-of-body experience where everything just happened the way we had practiced. And that goes to show how much practice really pays off in the long run because then you get up on stage and you can have these out-of-body moments where it's all just flowing and it happens the way you've meant for it to happen and you don't need to 
you can be present in the moment and really experience it rather than think too much about it and go, oh, what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? Then you're jumbled in your head. And the fact that Chris and I have such intricate lyrics, that's hard enough in itself, but then it all becomes muscle memory if you practice enough. Like I can't stress enough. And Mm. this is something my dad's been telling me from day one. I probably couldn't even understand English. And he's been going, you got to work. Hey. You got to put the work in. Yes. Like my dad's had all the answers from the beginning. You put the work in and everything pays off. Yeah. It might not be immediately, but it definitely will come back and pay you dividends, man. I think you're totally onto something there because the experience of doing a performance where you get to just surrender and be there for the ride as opposed to having to think about what you're doing. Yeah. Because as soon as you're like overly conscious about what you're doing, um, you second guess yourself, yeah. you, you, you just get in your own way. And it's just so much more noticeable for an audience being like, they don't seem comfortable up there. hundred percent. And it's happened before. To- as well. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think like it, it yeah. takes, it only takes a couple of those moments where it does happen for you to be like, okay, it's all prep. Yeah. Let's fucking nail the prep. Let's make sure that we just drill it. And then once we're there, like that day, you're not worrying about practicing or wait, I'm not sure if that line is like happening all that shit, right? Totally. And that's why practice makes perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even knowing we knew it was only going to be a 15, 20 minute set, we practiced for weeks. Because that's still I, hundreds of bars. Yeah. Know? Oh, for sure. Totally. Yeah. And, and like Mike, uh, like I said before, just piggybacking on what Mike just said, you know, just um, it's all muscle memory. Like, you want to be present in the moment. And, you know, as it is intricate lyrics, um, you don't want to be sitting there sort of like, having your eyes closed, like thinking, you know, oh, what am I going to say next? And then mm. you, see, you, know, you jumble a line and then you get in your own head and and then you're, you're scared, oh, people notice. Like, you don't want to, I think at the end of the day, you know, you've got to be present in what you're doing, but it all takes practice. You know what I mean? And I think Absolutely. that was also the day that we really turned heads and also made a lot of our friends and family really believe in what we were going for. And yeah. that's, that's a euphoric feeling, man. There's There's no way to really explain what it's like to have people go, oh shit, this is what you've been capable of this whole time with this rap thing. Because they don't know. They don't see what happens behind closed doors right. in the lab and all that kind of stuff. They only get a finished product. And it's whether that finished product is polished or if it still needs a few more reiterations before it can actually be something that people are going to go, wow, we're going to listen to this. If yeah, I think you guys did really well because I was, I mean, I was there. I remember seeing you guys. I'm actually, I didn't know it was your first gig or anything. Um, it didn't come across as like it was your first gig. And uh, I know that a lot of people, even including myself, you know, I've gone through it so many times where you don't prepare enough and you, and you feel it. But I think you guys did a really, you, you did, you know, due diligence. You kind of respect yourselves enough to treat it important enough to know that if you nail that fucking first gig in front of all these different people, because... Anyone from the crowd to the bar to the organizers, anyone, all of those people could give you another path, another opportunity, like all of that shit. Like, so every single time you're out and about, you need to like, you need to put on your best so people will see you in that element. And then there's no question about, you know, putting you on or like giving you a follow, whatever it is, right? And it's so true because, um, you know, when you, um, when you expose yourself like that um, to especially people you've never met before and stuff like, I mean, that's obviously what half of being an artist like, is really yeah. like, you know, because you're exposing yourself and you're being vulnerable because um, this is your artistic, uh, you know, work. Thank you, my friend. Um, 
and especially when you're starting out, you, all you're scared about is, oh, what are people going to think? And yes. I think that's, I think that was a big thing um, with me personally, especially when we started out Black Shades. I was always worried about what are people going to think? You know, what are my parents going to think? What are my in-laws going to think? That's what, what I are, think. That's what always stops me. Right? Like, what my parents yeah. are going to think. But it's like, um, am I making music for my parents? No. Yeah, correct, right? <laughs> and you think, oh, and then it's funny, like, you know, they say, oh, what are you going to call yourselves? And you say Black Shades and Arrogance. Oh, what, what, what kind of name is yeah. that? And it's funny, like, what kind of, what kind like, of oh, asshole man. name is that? Yeah, like, oh, what kind of name is that? Like, oh, you just call yourselves Chris and Mike and it'd be fun. And <laughs> you should be, a, you should be a, a comedy duo or something. Like, you know, like, which could have been an alternate path for you guys. <laughs> it's Chris and Mike. It's Chris whoa, and Mike. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> wiki, wiki, wiki. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Uh, but you know, you get in your own head. But I think when mm. you go get past that and you say, you know what? What have I got to lose? I'm just going to give this a go. I'm going to have some fun with it. If it opens some doors, great. If it doesn't, well, at least I gave it a good shot, right? Totally. And, and we've been doing this now for, what's that? Six years. Six now. years now. And we're still doing it. And we're, we're yeah. still hungry. And we're still having so much fun doing it. Yes. And we're real. And like we said before, we're pushing the boundaries and we're having fun, you know? And that's yeah. all that matters, I think. You know, so just just keep doing what you're doing. You know, don't, don't give up. Just totally. Keep doing you. Yeah. What um what was that next step after that gig? Like what happened next? Uh, what was the next gig? What were in your when you had like the debrief after that gig? Oh man! What what happened there? Like what was that moment? I think um we were just present in the moment straight away. Like after that set, yeah. Oh, it was the best. Like I think we were so high on life from mm. that because we had so much fun and we had such a good response and it was really really cool. Um, and it wasn't like eight mile where we got booed off stage you know what i mean we, we didn't get, get booed off stage right <laughs> yeah like right at the start right actually that's a very interesting part i just want to touch on that because it, it kind of ties into um what you were talking about at the start you you two being kind of competitive yeah with each other and that obviously propels and pushes both of you in terms of um skill and 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 what you're trying to put and i think in melbourne um my experience my entry to the scene was there was very little resistance. There was only really only encouragement um, and a lot of support and a lot of like, keep doing it. Um, but then, you know, doing this podcast and like talking to a lot of people, like I think Shining Armor was a really good example of somebody who's come up in a scene that is actually really rough and tough. Mm. I'm not talking just physicality. I'm talking about like, if you don't come and bring your shit, you will get you will get booed off stage, mm. and then you are forced to like do the hard yards and come back bigger and better. So, I mean, do you think? I think that competition isn't kind of built into hip hop in a way. So, I mean, what are you? What is your reflection on that? Like, do you think it's better to find peers that are going to help you be competitive, or do you think that the scene and the audience and the people have some kind of uh, responsibility or accountability to like call out people when they're whack or not there. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think all those aspects play a huge role in how an artist develops. Yeah. Um, firstly, touching on like Shining Armor's experience, like obviously our experience is individual to us and that's something personal totally. to us. And I'd never say that our experience is the generic 
everyone's experience because everyone's going to come up with different um, different entry points, yeah, right? Different entry points. Yeah. There's going to be different factors that are going to influence how they see it, how they grow, and all that kind of thing. So, right. Shining Armor, um, man, he's he's a dope artist, man. Dope like artist. I, I saw him freestyle at the yeah, Legends thing as Shining well. Armor, he's, man. he's man. I love that dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess everyone's dealt the cards that they have, man. Like, mm. and there's there's no way to change them. You just got to play the best hand that you can, and like you got to make it work. Pretty yeah. much. So, but do you think there's something that. to be said about there being a competitive element built into definitely? Problem? So yeah. there definitely is, and I think it's necessary because yeah. that's the only way that you can push past the boundaries um, and be. I think it's one of those stimuli, stimuli, stimulants that helps you kind of move out of those comfort zones because even in my own writing and all that kind of stuff. I know like the same thing's not going to fly every single time. I've got to come with something different. Otherwise people are going to go, I've already heard this before. Bring me some new shit. Right. Yeah. And even, <laughs> and even, <laughs> even though I'm changing the rhyme schemes and all that kind of stuff, there's uh-huh. definitely always a motif that I have with the way that I rhyme and I'll realize and I'll pick up on it when I'm, writing and i'll go okay i've kind of used this pattern i've just kind of reskinned it it's almost like Fortnite. sure it's the same game you've just reskinned the characters nothing's yeah. new it's all cosmetic you and know? sometimes that that makes <laughs> up the the character and the persona and 100%. the flavor and then yeah. sometimes it's like i need to uh, venture into new territory definitely so yeah introduce some new mechanics or that kind of thing yeah. so Look, with competition, I think it's definitely healthy. And as long as you can separate the bullshit from it, because obviously they're going right. to be people that are funky, man. There's going to be people that just want the clout and all that kind of stuff. And sure. you you got to be able to separate constructive criticism from just people trying Shit to put talk. you down because that's the only way they know how to bring themselves up. Right, right. And yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm all about bringing myself up with my craft, with the skill, and with everything that I put into rap itself, rather than tearing other people down. Because mm-hmm. look, I don't I don't know who's at certain stages of their journey, and had I had certain people pull me down at those early stages, it, it might have turned the whole thing right on its head. Right. I might have gone, you know what? I can deal with um, giving a bad performance, yep. but if I'm going to be yeah shot down like this yeah i might not be able to hack it and that's where you really need thick skin to be able to make it in this game like one of our one of our songs savage man like you have to be you you can't you can't uh go around thinking it's going to be all rainbows and all that kind of stuff because there's obviously going to be people that absolutely love your stuff and then there's going to be people that are going to hate it and that's that's just what it is like not everyone's taste buds are attuned to the same flavor and that's okay yeah, so it's a, a good consideration to keep in mind um, when it's happening. But yeah, what are, you, what are your thoughts, Chris? No, I think Mike's um, absolutely right. I think competition is healthy. Um, you know, I think, I think the other thing as well is like, you know, different artists have different perspectives of what their art is. You know what I mean? So totally. I think it's only, it's only true to yourself to be respectful to what people's different types of art you know, it, uh, you know, are and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's okay because, you know, we, like Mike said, you know, not everyone's taste buds are aligned to the same thing and that's okay. You know what I mean? Like everyone's going to have um, different artists that they listen to or different types of uh, sounds and, and, and stuff. And, that, and that's okay. You know what I mean? Because that's what makes us human. We're, we're individuals. We're different and that's mm. great. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's been times where, you know, we've been, we've done gigs and we've kind of thought, 
Like, oh, this person's got a crazy sound. Like, I've never heard that before. Not once have I said, oh, it's trash. You know what I mean? Like, it's Even great. between yourselves? You never mm. said that? Only about Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, like, I can definitely say with all honesty, like, Mike and I don't sort of, like, shit talk people for the sake of shit talking people, genuinely. It's right. more, I don't think, we, like, no, no I, I straight up. Like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that's different. You know, maybe right. I don't fuck with it, but I don't think it's shit. I think yeah. it's just, it's them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I and mean, you're going to always be your worst critic anyway. That's so. actually super true. That's facts. Yeah. That is facts. Yeah. And thing is, like, also that first show that we had with um, the Get Down as the People's Choice, we met one of our first non... Sorry. <laughs> we met one of our fans that we had actually didn't come from any of our circles. Yeah. Um, San Antonio, MC Haste. Yeah, Haste, man. Big shout out to this, Haste. This actually yep. came out of nowhere smacked me in the face and like really kind of dawned on me okay we're, we're actually getting received from outside of these circles and it's not just friends of friends people are discovering us through um the socials the socials yeah. word of mouth yeah, like, yeah, yeah. algorithms and all that kind of yeah. stuff and he came up and he's like yo my name's haste um i'm big fans of yours and i'm like nah nah nah, nah. right it was, it was sick and he, he's an MC as well. He's been writing stuff. I think his girlfriend uh, sings as well. And yeah. man, he, he's asked us. He, he's asked for tips because even, even though we were in our early stages, I never felt like someone that could give advice on stuff. But sure. to other people, sometimes your first step into your journey is already something to be looked up to. Something that seems developed, comes across 100%. as, you know, um, well thought through. And especially with your... With your um, with your approach, as I said earlier, like the the high tech, the rapid fire, your approach is of a particular quality and standard. And whether you just set that standard for yourselves, whether you just set that standard for yourselves without the intention of trying to influence other people, what ends up happening is, yeah, you know, when you come in so hot and strong initially, people don't know if you've been doing it for not ne- have never done it before or been doing yeah. it for three years or so and um you know the kind of approach that you guys have is something that um comes across as advanced you know i i think you know even listening to even your most early stuff you know 2016 2017 when stuff was coming out you know like it was there like from the writing you know the understand like the content matter the the the, the ideas and um, I obviously think, uh, well, I think that when you're working with su- with a duo, with a pair, and you're both really trying to, like, you know, encourage each other and push each other, it does become kind of that time capsule moment mm. from Dragon Ball Z when, you know, time yeah. is kind of condensed or contracted and yeah. there's just so much more that's kind of fit in from that. So yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah. great that that's how you guys entered together. Well, two minds are better than one. You know what I mean? And um, I think that's the, um, the benefit of having, you know, both of us as a duo doing this is because we can bounce off each other when it comes to ideas and, and what can we do to, you know, go to the next step or what can we do to try something different with social media or what can we, it's just everything, you know what I mean? And I, I think that's, that's such a, big uh advantage for us you know what i mean right. it's not just about the rhyme schemes and what we bring in the lab it's, right. it's it's just everything in general like what can we do to enhance black shades and arrogance and keep going and keep pushing further mm. um all the behind the scenes stuff and it's like we we're saying before like there's there's so much 
um, behind the scenes stuff that people who are not artists don't get. Like, it's yes. not just putting songs out. There's so much more to it, and especially if you're trying to grow a business or something. Like, you know, there's just so much to it. It's, it's your, your image. It's your, your marketing. It's your branding. It's, um, you know, we when we got our logo done, like, that was, like, a big thing for us, and we did that. Right. And, and um, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, we got yeah. Sticky game, oh, sticky yeah, game. Yeah, Represent. Oh, yeah. You got to have a sticky game, right? Sticky game. Oh, that's for you, my friend. Yeah, I appreciate. Oh. <laughs> and actually, you're gonna. Yeah, we can put that one on the back of the laptop. There's plenty of space on my oh, sweet, fresh sweet. lappy. Ooh, oh, get a close right, up on that. You want another one? I'll Yay! give you another one. <laughs> oh, I came prepared. I came prepared. Talk us through what it represents. Like, what is, what is this, and why? Okay, yeah. so, um, early stages of Black Shades and Arrogance. We came up with the name. And we wanted a logo. And the whole point of it was, um, you know, Black Shades and Arrogance, it's a, it's a long sort of name. And we wanted something that people could look at and be like, oh, mm. I know those guys. Like, I know exactly what that is. Yeah. I got a friend of mine I went to high school with named Sam Lim, right? Sam Lim, big friend of mine. Shout out to him. Hey. He's a graphic designer, right? Yeah. I hit him up and I said, listen, this is the idea. This is our name. This is what we represent. Can you come up with, with a logo for us? He said, I got you. Big shout out to Sam, Sam Lim. He he came up with like 16 different ideas. Oh, shit. And he just roughs, right? Yeah. And he was like, what do you think of these? And between Mike and I, we didn't like it, any of them. And no disrespect to him. Yeah. It was just what it was. They yeah. felt too businessy for us. They were like business cards, mm. right? You know, and, and, and it, we told him that straight up because he asked, what do you think? And we told him, he said, that's completely cool. Let me get back to you. Yeah. It's like, okay, sweet. He comes back a couple days later and he goes, I got this idea. He goes, hear me out. He goes, you're a hip hop duo. He goes, how about a skull with a hat? And he goes, because you've got black shades and the and symbol is the ampersand. Yes. Why don't we use the ampersand as the shades, as the sunglasses? As the eyes. And I was like, hey, that is the greatest idea I've ever heard in my life. And he said, let me write something up. I'll get back to you. About half a day later. He gives us the rough. He goes, what do you think? It blew Mike and I out of the water. I was like, this is the greatest. This, like, this is just so cool. There's this, this little guy on this logo, but he has so much attitude and mm. uh, dare I say so much arrogance, right? And it just worked yeah. and it fit. And it wasn't like, oh, let's sit on it for a bit. It was just straight away. We'll just like, it works and it feels right. So, uh, and big ups to him. He gave us a couple of green designs. He gave us a red design and, it's just really cool, you know, and it's and we've just been using it ever since. Like, so you know, on our, on our, all of our merch, on all of our stickers, on all of our yeah. branding, it's been that logo. So I've that, actually got a small yeah. size of one of your t-shirts. Do you that mate? I remember you know, <laughs> that, that I remember copying at um, Blue Bar? Wow! At, uh, when I think it was just like a making volume, like making noise competition, and I just oh yeah. Scream the hardest, but then little did I know that the the t-shirt was a little small. It's too small. For so you. sometimes if I want the nipples just to pop out of the top, I will I'll put get it a, on. Get a crop top going. Yeah, yeah. Right? Maybe I should. Maybe I should That's just. That's what yeah. the song "Let Me See Her" is actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me there see it. Is. It's just about Dilly Dave and let me see his nipples. <laughs> Hey, I, guess we, I guess we got to hook you up with a bigger shirt, my man. Yeah, yeah I think that's what we're going nice. to have to do. Right. But I think it looks really do. cool. It, like, it seems like kind of steampunk piratey. It's like, it's yeah. out there in your face. It's kind of like, it's cheeky. You can kind of tell it's got like this attitude totally. to it. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think that's what we really liked about it. It was just, it had its own character. And yeah. it was, it was strong. It was bold. Yeah. And it worked. And, you know, ever since 2017, we haven't changed it. And dare I say, we're probably not going to change it for quite a while because it works, you know. So, yeah, no, but thank you. 
What are um what are some moments that have uh, provided you guys resistance towards what you're doing? What are some uh, struggles and stuff that you guys have kind of overcome? You know, whether it's back in the day or more recently that you've had to push yeah. through. I think obviously the first one was actually being able to tip over into the realm where we actually started recording the music because uh-huh. um, we'd, we'd be good at writing like free verses and all that kind of stuff yeah. we'd yeah just mull over things but yeah one of the first roadblocks was getting past okay we've invested money let's get into a studio yeah truth be told again the studio time that we used for our first cover of fast lane by, by bad, bad medieval. medieval yep that was actually a gift for my 21st uh oh, no a shit. big bunch of friends got together and whipped up um nine hours of studio time in oh. a place called Soggy Dog in Upway. Um, shout cool. out to our engineer, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your... Have you? No, you haven't. Do you no, know you, Steve? Oh, you know Steve? Me. Don't lie to no. me. No. Oh. He's pretty truthful, this guy. I feel like everyone knows Steve. <laughs> Steve. Like, everyone, like a lot of people we've spoken to were like, oh, I know him. Like, how you know him? Like, everyone seems to know this guy. <laughs> Anyways, that's cool. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Wow, there you go. Yeah. Steve. Nah, he, got he, a friend. Man, he's, he's a good dude. We've been working with him for the, the entire the time. Um, we've so just the one producer, the one, one, so producer, one engineer. engineer the one guy. You know what? Yeah, I don't think awesome. he's had rappers as, dare I say, loyal or consistent mm. as us. Like, It's weird because he, he started out doing stuff for... Like he, he said he played, I think it was the piano or the clarinet or something. Clarinet, for right. No, he plays the piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was for a grand final. Like he, He's been... In the halftime show, yeah, as an yeah, instrumentalist yeah. and all that kind of stuff. AFL he, grand he's final seen it all. Like, yeah. This this man's yeah, just come up with recording in his blood. I'm yeah. pretty sure. So yeah, it's funny that one of his yeah biggest clients now. Hopefully, I hope we're the biggest client. Um, yeah, uh, two just <laughs> rappers like no instruments, These idiots. nothing. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> these melegas. Yeah, we just rock up. <laughs> Whip the phones out and we just start spitting shit. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So that w- that would have been one of the first roadblocks. Um, right. So trying to figure out um, what where to record. Do. Yeah. And and because I mean that's such an important relationship to have. Yeah. You know, as a rapper or MC, like somebody who you trust is going to one provide the technical requirements mm. to get the job done, but two, put you in a comfortable situation where you get to do it, and then three. They might actually give you input that is important for you guys bringing it to the next level, right? Yeah. Definitely. It was the resources. Like, we had no idea where to go. Yeah. And then I remember when Mike said, hey, listen, I've got some studio time. Come with me. And um, it was funny. I remember the first time I met Steve. Steve is such a nice person. He's such a nice person. I can't can't talk more highly about him but i remember saying to mark i'm like how's this old white guy gonna help us with hip-hop music <laughs> because you know you could just tell he's he's very like you know set up straight and he yeah. goes for his hikes and i just thought oh, how's this guy but you know what but in saying that when i started to get to know steve and his actual um not only his musical ability but just he's been around the block a couple of times right. with with all there's so many artists that he's and and actually seeing his studio i thought okay i'll give this guy a chance as best thing we ever did, right? Because he has so much knowledge, and even just the actual hip hop genre, mm. he knows a lot, and he know, you know, and he gives us little hints, little ideas. What about this? What about that? Right. He makes us a better 
entity. Musician. Musicians. Yeah. yeah. He's absolutely. almost part of Black Shades and Arrogance yeah. now, he right? He really is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, he absolutely is. Yeah. Definitely adds that extra element of musicality from his knowledge of both being a multi-instrumentalist, but then also an engineer as well and knowing sound as, yeah. Right. So... Look, going back to the the roadblock thing, I think everything's just been a milestone. We've always just chipped away at things to yeah. to get to certain uh, checkpoints where we've we've made the the logo, we've done our first show, we've done our second show, yeah. we've got merch lines and all that kind of stuff. So, look, it's just yeah, going with the flow, making sure that we at least have little goals ahead of us so that we can always work towards something because when we don't have anything that we actually want to work to or a deadline or even just a grander idea in general, then it kind of just becomes free form and everything's going everywhere and then that doesn't always work out. Need that vision and set of goals to continue to draw yourself towards. Otherwise, it's so easy to fucking get lost on the way. Mm. All right. Well, you know, this this, uh, this podcast is called Grander with Dilly Dave. So, what is it that keeps you guys, you know, on the path, whether it's something that you have to do daily or weekly in terms of, you know, routine or ways to kind of like center yourselves? What are you guys doing to kind of like stay on the path? Well, I think the first thing is we still love it yeah. and we love it so much. And it's not, it's not a, it's not a, uh, just a, a saying, like right. we really do genuinely love it. You know, like we love what we're doing. Um, we really do think, deep down that we can make this our our our, our life yeah, you know? yeah and um, and that's been the whole goal this whole time ever okay. since 2017 we've always said to each other like let's make this the real thing let's do let's do this properly right yeah. so i think um not forgetting that is the biggest thing i think yeah. you know but in saying that like like we we're talking about um you know, just just previously, like you know, life does get in the way, and and that's okay because mm. you know you get pulled from all angles. And but I think it's important to make time, make time for the things you love. You know, right. because if you don't, um, you know, it, it quickly just sort of flows away from you a little bit, and you tend to yeah. lose track of what you're doing or what the plan is or where you're up to, sort of thing. You know, one thing um, I've always sort of um, I've always sort of thought about was like you know what fills my cup and what that basically means is like what are the things that make me happy Mm. what fills my cup you know the more Mm. full my cup is the more happy i am right Right. and music definitely fills that cup and you know and i know that you know so i think it's important to keep it part of your daily routine whether it is uh recording or if you don't have recording that day make sure you're writing something or make sure you're doing something on your social medias Mm. make sure you you're reaching out to people you're doing something Make sure you're doing something that can enhance your goals, your business. And I think that's, that's really important. And I think, um, you know, because at the end of the day, it's not just making music. It's, it's other stuff too. And, it's the and, whole picture. Yeah, it's the whole picture. And yeah. it's a long-term goal, like yeah. we were saying before, right? So um, I think just having that as part of your, uh, excuse me, as part of your routine is extremely important because it's ritual at the end of the day. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I think. How about yourself? Look, I was just going to take it back again to our first show and as much as we had feelings, or I can definitely say for myself, had feelings of happiness and excitement and euphoria being on stage, I think the biggest feeling that I took away from that was belonging. And I think this is definitely where we're supposed to be. Being on stage is something that's going to be written into our futures right now and we're writing that future ourselves. So 
Yeah, that's one of the driving factors is that we know that we are meant to be on stage performing. We absolutely love it. We want the crowd to love it. And I think it's that that partnership of us as entertainers with a crowd that's absolutely enjoying themselves is just it's just such a good exchange. So, yeah, that's what's driving me, my man. Right. So uh, having that sense of belonging, whether that comes from the partnership that you two have or mm. like feeling part of the community and, and I guess en- engaging with yeah, it, right? It's, it's all of it. Um, yeah. and, and that's the other thing, like being engaged with the community is absolutely incredible as well. Like um, Terrence from Frat, Fat, Fried and Tasty. Yeah, shout outs. Absolutely bread. doing big 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 mad big things. Because like, he put together the legend show. Yeah. He's doing mad things for the community itself and for nothing in return other than just the love of hip hop. Breaking Bread's an incredible... Uh, thing he's got going and every time we're invited to be part of it absolutely love it love the networking yes it's incredible and that's the thing man because we we honestly didn't know anyone who was doing the music stuff before we set foot in the scene and then we realized okay this place is bumping there are a lot of people here there's pockets all over the hundred percent yeah yeah. because we we thought oh yeah we're gonna dominate this we we, we're good we're tight yeah but it's like which scene are you gonna dominate 100 percent. 100 scenes in the scene spot on yeah jumping in and seeing everyone that's around here and again it's awesome to be inspired by some of these people and their journeys and in turn inspiring the next generation as well that's such a feeling that you can't match and you not a lot of people can say that as well yeah um yeah. yeah awesome um, well, this has been incredible. I feel like you have fulfilled my requirements of getting to know, you know, both yourselves and Black Shades and Arrogance. You filled in all the holes that have ever been in my mind about what you guys do and how you came to be. Um, any final thoughts or reflections, uh, including what you guys are up to next? What's happening next for you guys? I might just quickly jump in there and say I've so just absolutely appreciate the reaction video you did to one of our ciphers back in the day i remember watching that thing and just everything that you were saying i'm like oh oh he picked up on that oh that's sick and just seeing the two of you like that's never been a thing where we live watched someone react to things and give their honest unfiltered feedback towards something other than maybe showing our friends something and then they go yeah that's right. bumping and i'm like yeah cool i love that that's so um, cool you bring that up so that was me and true soul we used to do a podcast called culture cast um which we have had deets on i'm pretty sure for we had a good chat with deets but yeah there was one episode where we were just like you know what let's re- fucking review some music videos so that's awesome that you even like that you guys saw and and felt like there was something cool. For Man, that. we should so, have filmed our own reaction video yeah, to them yeah, reacting yeah. and then them reacting to us, and then, <laughs> then they'll do another one yeah. to them reacting to us reacting to them. Okay. Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt, wholeheartedly appreciate that, my man. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, what's going on with Black Shades and Arrogance? I think um, you know uh, what have we got going on. So, we're working on an EP right now with a local Melbourne producer called Tabuli. Okay. Um, so- Guy from the eastern suburbs. Um, funny enough, I actually went to school with him. I'm very tight with him. Hey. And I only just found out maybe in the last couple of years that he's starting up producing. And That's wild. What's uh, happening at your school? Because you also like went know, to school I with like, Mutha as well. Yeah, Mutha. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. I did. Absolutely. It was so funny when I saw when I saw Mutha. I was like, <laughs> I know you. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's funny how like hip-hop just brings everyone together. Mm. Like I'm saying it's mm-hmm. a small world, right? Mm-hmm. But um, to bully, we're working on an EP with him, so we're really hoping, or we're not hoping, the plan is we get that, get that out February of 2024. Sick. Um, so that's going to be the next drop, um, official drop for Black Shades and Arrogance. Cool. So that's, um, we're really excited to get that all going. Um, 
and that's any think, gigs coming up at nah, the moment? No, no gigs at the moment, yeah, cool. but you know what? Um, it leaves our schedule wide open. So hit them up, book them, hit, hit us up. <laughs> I'm broke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke. I'm broke. Hey, in all seriousness, we're we're down to collab. We love collabing with people. We love talking to people. Um, Sick. You know, even knowing our name is Black Shades and Arrogance, we're not. You know, we're we're cool. We're we're not that hey. arrogant. I promise. Black Shades and collaborants. And collaborants. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Ooh. trademark that right yeah. now. <laughs> hey, that might be the next EP title. Collaborants. Collaborants. You know what? Is that a word? Yeah, it's about to be a yeah, word. Yeah. You know, we want to keep pushing the bar as best as we can. So we want to get some more gigs. We want to do all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I know it's probably cliche when we when I say it, but I genuinely do believe I think 2024 is going to be a big year. And It'll I, be can the one. I can feel it. I can feel it in my, in my plums. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> Huge. Man, you see. Huge. <laughs> Huge plums. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being on. No, it's been you, awesome. Um, thank you so much for having us. Of course. Everyone, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Grounded with Dilly Dave. I am Dilly Dave, also known as the Milky Bar Kid. The relationship with Nestle is strained. Whether they sue or sponsor me, I could give a fuck, but we move forth nonetheless. Yeah. Shout out to Black Shades and Arrogance. Check them out on everything that they could be doing. Shout out to Brick Lane. These were delicious. Brick Lane. One like, love, pale ale. I'm about to have another one. <laughs> <laughs>